Welcome to the podcast of Fairmount Presbyterian Church in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, where we feature our worship sermons. Listen again to past sermons from home, when you are traveling, or wherever you are. Listen in if you need a moment of reflection, inspiration, and love. Ever since childhood, I've been a voracious reader of English author J.R.R. Tolkien, whose epic novels have now been made into blockbuster movies. And for those of you who may not be Lord of the Rings fans, the poem I'm about to share with you was in a letter presented by the wizard Gandalf to the hobbit Frodo Baggins, and it contains spiritual clues for the journey that he was about to take. It goes like this. All that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes a fire shall be woken. A light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. Not all those who wander are lost. You've seen it on t-shirts and coffee cups and all kinds of places. That's where it comes from. The journey Frodo the Hobbit undertakes is indeed a sojourn of wandering and discovery in a fictional world. He journeys in the company of fellow travelers, each with their own gifts to share. And though he's so hesitant to leave home and embark on his journey, he is transformed by it and made stronger and more resilient all the more because he faced his own fears and deepened his trust in his companions and his faith in the mission. He essentially leaves home to find home in the world and on the road, and he returns from the journey he took that was full of unexpected adventures, renewed and strengthened. Journeying has long been a metaphor for the spiritual life. It's probably my favorite metaphor for what it means to, to follow Christ, to be on the way, to have a journey with Christ. And in that context of spiritual life, the idea of wandering has often had a, a negative connotation, which I don't think it always deserves, because the truth is, sometimes it's in the wandering that we are found by God. But for instance, in the King James Version Dictionary, wander is defined as to rove, to ramble without any certain course or object in view. And then it says, men may sometimes wander for amusement or exercise. I'm not sure why it says men. I think women do that too. And then it says, persons sometimes wander because they have no home and are wretched and sometimes because they have no occupation. And that's the part I think has this negative connotation to it. And the examples in the Bible are given, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins. He wandereth about for bread. He was wandering in the field. God caused me to wander. And Psalm 119, oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. So it's presented as something you, you don't want to do, at least not for very long. Like you want to wander, but then you want to come back. But again, sometimes it is in the wandering that we are found. So I don't always think of it as negative. I think about the Bible being full of stories of faithful wanderers. I think of Abraham, who wandered from his homeland, and Isaac, and Rebekah, and Jacob, and Joseph, and Moses, and Miriam, and the Israelites, and Joshua, 
and Ruth and dispersed believers all over the ancient biblical world. They were an immigrant people, living in tents, looking for a homeland on the earth and marked for a homeland in heaven. This, in fact, is why the law and the prophets are so insistent in the Bible on treating immigrants well. The Torah teaches in Deuteronomy 10, the Lord your God is the God of all gods and Lord of all lords, the great, mighty, and awesome God who doesn't play favorites and doesn't take bribes. The Lord enacts justice for orphans and widows, and the Lord loves immigrants, giving them food and clothing. That means you must also love immigrants because you were immigrants in Egypt. Sometimes, unfortunately, we don't know the best way to love refugees and immigrants, to honor their gifts and their humanity, to help give them hope and a future with fairness and justice. But it's pretty obvious when we get it wrong, isn't it? It's obvious when we see children in cages separated from parents, it's obvious when we hear stories of asylum seekers in jail for years. When we see pictures of fleeing Haitians living under a bridge in Texas. And Lord help us, people rounded up like cattle by border agents on horseback. We get it wrong sometimes, and it's helpless. It's a helpless feeling to watch the news and feel like we can't do anything about it or even understand the politics of why things are the way that they are. But it's not as helpless as it is for those going through it. And maybe we've forgotten that we were once immigrants and wanderers. Maybe that's why it's so hard for us to reconnect and to wonder what to do. And maybe we need to be reminded by those here and now closer to home. Jonas, who read scripture today, he has his own story of a harrowing journey of fleeing from violence and persecution and wandering literally over continents until, God willing, he landed here with us in the humble shelter of a church apartment, a welcome home. And I hope that someday he will share that story in more fullness with all of us so you can hear too his own personal strength in that, as well as the God who led him and protected him. We also hear from the family from the Congo we've been helping to support for several years now, and their children, providing mentors and specific needs for schooling, housing, and activities that help them acclimate to life here. And there are others. There will be others. We are to get Afghan refugees in northeastern Ohio, 435 of them. What will be the part we play in that effort? What will we do as individuals and a church to love immigrants as the Bible speaks? The truth is that wandering is a universal human experience. Some choose it. Some are forced into it. But we've all done it physically and spiritually. We've wandered from home. We've wandered from God. We've wandered without destination or purpose. After the 8.30 service this morning, one member told me that part of his spiritual journey is wandering because that's when he connects with God and realizes how God finds him. We've all wandered. The opening verses of Dante's Inferno resonate across the ages. 
Dante wrote, Midway upon the journey of our life, I found myself within a forest dark, for the straightforward pathway had been lost. Sometimes, as in Dante's journey in the Inferno, it takes a while to get back with plenty of obstacles and demons and angels along the way. Often it takes a guide, someone showing us the path and how to get back. What are we to do, all of us, when we are exactly like the old hymn says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Our biblical guide, James, has an answer. In fact, he has several answers in this text, and all of them pivot on the existence of a living and loving community of faith, a church defined as a group of people called together for the purpose of living under the wisdom of God as their spiritual home. Throughout the letter, James calls them back from wandering away from God's wisdom into the wisdom of the world. And if you look at his answers closely in this text, they don't fit with our common human reactions to stress in our lives, either then or now. We don't hear James talk about raising a glass when you're happy, for instance, or drinking when you're sad. We don't hear advice about getting out of your anger by complaining or blaming others or giving up on the whole God thing or posting your suffering on social media, which I guess something he could not have actually said. But the idea is he doesn't talk about these things we could do. He doesn't talk about offering sacrifice to the pagan gods of the ancient world or giving homage to the new idols of consumerism and consumption and the maintaining of our image in this world. He doesn't recommend doing penance, punishing ourselves, or publicly offering confession of wrongdoing. Instead, he has this wisdom to call us back to our spiritual homeland, our place of grounding. He says, are you suffering? If anyone is suffering, they should pray. Are you cheerful? If anyone is cheerful, they should sing songs of praise. Both those are the same response. Suffering, cheerful, Prayer, praise, they're both forms of prayer. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. I hope the elders are ready this morning if you're sitting out there. But the truth is that this is really kind of opposite of what we do. Because when we're hurting and suffering and when we need prayer, so often we go like this instead of like this. So often we turn inward and try to hide what's wrong rather than look to God and to each other and say, hey, I need you to pray for me. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up, James says, and anyone, anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, he says, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another so that you, in the plural, so that you all may be healed. It turns out that we are healed not by our perfection. And I hope that's not news to anybody. Not by our perfection. We are healed by our imperfection, by our wandering, our losing the way, our need for prayer, because that is when God finds us. 
And then this last word, my brothers and sisters, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and is brought back by another, you should know that whoever brings back a sinner from wandering will save the sinner's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Spiritual wandering, physical wandering, some choose it, others have it imposed on them, but not all wanderers are lost. Jesus has crossed the border for us. Jesus has crossed the border from heaven to earth, from sin to salvation, and from death to life. Faithful people can and do wander, and sometimes that is exactly where Jesus meets us, at the borders of our own capacity, in the liminal spaces, when home seems far away and we don't know what to do or what path to follow. If we, you and I, if we are going to be part of this holy work of bringing back wanderers looking for home, we are told that a multitude of other sins will be covered. That's pretty good motivation. So we gather and we pray, we sing and read scripture and we have holy conversation and we rekindle joy and we think about what it means to live in a world where refugees and immigrants struggle to make new homes for their families and we take action. We pray for Jesus to meet us at the borders of our limits and our understanding and to bring us home to a new frontier of peace and possibility. This week, I came across a beautiful prayer written by Brian G. Murphy. He wrote it from the perspective of LGBTQ plus Christians who have often felt unwelcome and marginalized, and it's called A Prayer for Wanderers. God of the seekers and dreamers, the disaffected and disillusioned, the worn out and burnt out, the rejected and leavers, We ask for blessings as we travel, as we doubt, as we meander. We ask for the grace to leave when necessary, to come home when we can, to create new homes when we need to. We ask for protection of our souls from those who don't understand, who judge, who mock. We ask for the fortitude to undertake the journey even when it's scary, We know that as we wander, we are not alone, and as Tolkien says, not all who wander are lost. We know that sometimes we have to leave the confines of what we knew to see the truth, to hear your voice, to find out what to do next. We pray you lead us where we need to go, by whatever route it takes. We pray for new ways to see you, To understand new ways of being in the world, we pray for healing and for redemption and where possible reconciliation. We pray for all this so we can know wholeness, know our bodies, know each other, know you, and be found. So let us continue our journey, wanderers, all of us looking for home, and helping each other to find the way. Amen. We thank you for listening to a worship episode from Fairmount Presbyterian Church. Revisit this podcast site weekly for new worship episodes. 
Have a beautiful and blessed day.